So, just before we start, we've got a live show coming up. Yeah, We'd we love do. for you to come. It's on the 13th of June, the Pavilion in Reading. It's like this big old cinema that we've hired out. Yeah. We're well, we've hired sh- out a room. We haven't hired the whole, whole thing. Well, the cinema part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can come and see Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're going to be screening that. So, that's a treat in and of itself. It is. Seeing that on the big screen. And then you can listen to us two feckless imbeciles uh, <laughs> rambling about it afterwards. And it's all for three quid. And it's all for three quid. That's, you know, that's brilliant. So you can go to kaiju.fm slash live to buy tickets. Uh, or if you're in the vicinity of the Nags Head pub in Reading, yeah. we'll Come be selling them directly to you. Yeah. Come and contact us directly. Or use the internet. Or use the internet. But do do one of those two things and come yeah. to the show. Because you need a ticket. You do need a ticket. Yeah. Let's watch some cartoons. Shall we? Yeah. That's a good idea. Hello and welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, we've got a little treat in this episode, possibly oh, two treats, possibly depending two treats. on if we can get on with the show. Yeah, and as you said, we're not well renowned for getting on with the show. No, we're not very good at getting on with the show. No. Um, like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So maybe we should get on with the show? Yeah, we could give it a go. So last okay. week uh, we uh, found out some important things about the Bugs and Elmer relationship. Yeah, it was dark, man. Real dark. And uh, was it was that when we found out about Willoughby as well? Uh, yeah. So it, 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 yeah, it was like the last episode, episode before where we found out what Bugs So there's a lot did. going on. Bugs, Bugs has some sort of agenda over this whole thing. Yeah. He has a plan. A plan that we don't know yet. We don't understand, no. at least. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get some more insight on that today. But not just yet, so. I don't think. Because uh, we are just heading into 1945. Yeah, we are. And we're meeting a, a new fella. Oh, it's it's, it's going to be real interesting. Who we got, Cal? Who we got? Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew but is coming in. Called Henry in this. Which but, is weird. Okay, well, we'll, well, this might be another strange, yeah. you know... I mean, like he is named Pepe. Like In the characters list, he is named as Pepe. But in the side note, it says... Called They're calling Henry. him Henry for now. So, but... It's definitely got to be him. Well, maybe he like has like a pickup artist sort of a name, and uh, okay. and he is he's just actually Henry. Oh, I, I, like, I have I have maybe been... he's not French at all. No, that's just his stage name. I reckon we should find out. I think we should. Uh, so uh, the episode's called called Odorable Kitty. Ah, uh, I, I see what they've done. Uh, it's a Pepe Le Pew number from January sixth, nineteen forty-five. I'm not forward to this. Let's give it a looking at. Go on then. <laughs> So he has many masks. Yeah. So many masks. I mean, that that was really odd. So at first, it, it opens on a cat who... Pining after loads of meat and the butchers. Yeah. And the butcher kicks the cat away from the butchers. And then you've got... He ends up landing... I'm assuming it was a he. It felt very much like it was a he, that cat. Yeah. Um, and then he landed outside some woman's house the woman battered him away with the broom and then there was a dog which looked a lot like hector and then ended up in a fight with the dog and he's like no i've had enough of this um i know what they'll you know they won't like is a skunk yeah so he paints himself up and makes himself smell bad and then we were thinking 
because of the name discrepancy. Yeah. Oh no, he's, are we about to discover first episode that Pepe Le Pew was, was never, never a, skunk. a skunk? But that's not the case, luckily. No. It's, it, it, it went along the same sort of lines as that I remember a lot of Pepe Le Pew cartoons go. A yeah. cat ends up painted somehow and Pepe confuses him with a skunk and then instantly falls in love. Yeah, which falls in line with our regular Tooniverse <laughs> animals cannot identify their own species or others. Yes, exactly. Um, Pepe, yeah, so Pepe pursues this cat uh, persistently, persistently, as is his want of an afternoon, um, uh, to the point where the cat uh, pinches a skunk scarf yeah. off a mannequin and runs up like a, a silo, yeah, uh, and threatens to jump if he comes any closer and lobs the scarf off when he does. Yes, and he's like, "Oh no, I have done this thing," <laughs> and then seconds later, when the cat's sort of sneaking down the silo to get away. Uh, he's just on it again. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he was pretending to believe that the skunk scarf was dead. He seemed pretty cut up, though. But it, uh, or if he, you know, cared a lot until the second he saw another available skunk. <laughs> well, I think that um, at, at the end of it, um, Pepe's family turn up, the wife and kids. Yeah, and he instantly loses. And that's where that's when they go, Henry. Henry? Yeah, and he's like, it's like, oh, rumbled. Sorry, I was just <laughs> trying to get a, a, a was a speck of dust out yeah. of this this poor girl's eye. Yeah, and he's like, he's just American now. Yeah, so, so he he has he has his he has acting masks. his acting skills on point. Like he's real good, and also his uh, long distance running because he was able to just out stamina that cat. Yeah, yeah, and it's a cat. I yeah, mean, exactly. Uh, I, I they've got pretty good stamina by all accounts. Like my question really is, which is the mask? What Henry or Pepe? Is he Henry? But he goes out. He goes out Kirk carousing as Pepe, and, <laughs> and he goes out as Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, like it's like his, you know character he yeah. puts on when he's doing his pickup artist bit or is henry the character that has the henry family? the character yeah i don't know i mean i think we're gonna have to watch more episodes and luckily make that's that decision. what we've really resolved to do i think so i think yeah. we're pretty well committed to this happening but that didn't answer a lot like it reinforced it some things and it set up some potential backstory for pepe yeah but it's, i wouldn't it's like to speculate too hard no on I, what we've seen what i find interesting is the gender didn't seem to bother him. Yeah, like if, if if like he kept saying that he kept saying she, but I'm fairly convinced that cat was a he. It and definitely was. He didn't. Pepe didn't seem bothered at all. Well, you know, perfectly fine. But it's just it's never it's never really. I don't know. Like, like sexuality's never really kind of come up in the Tooniverse. That's true. But they have families and stuff. So I'm guessing. You know, yeah, must they must thing. reproduce. Least, yeah, but that's the I guess biological sex versus gender. Yes. Like maybe anything he fancies is a she. Possibly. Well, there you go. Who knows? We'll oh, see. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll we'll see uh how Pepe Le Pew's, you know, potentially confused gender <laughs> politics <laughs> yeah. pan out over the next over many hellish years. number of episodes. <laughs> Anything else? Any? any no, no. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get a lot of questions from that. It was, yeah, not, it was nice, nice to, to see him. Nice to see him. Yeah, he was funny. But, but like, but, but there was no questions. But, not really any questions. Oh, one thing I did want to raise. Uh, at one point, the cat has a Bugs Bunny costume, which means that Bugs Bunny. We knew Bugs Bunny was a celebrity 
to an extent at least. Yeah, but he's now obviously universe. big enough that he's got costumes. Yeah, like people dress up as Bugs Bunny. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, we've got a little cameo here. But then it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. just, it it was was a, just cat. a cat in a costume. But it was a really good costume. It wasn't loose and shit. It was like, oh, that's actually has Bugs. His, his Bugs uh, voice up dog down. Yeah. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. But yeah, that like... Yeah, I've got I've, I've got nothing else on that really. I'm I'm happy to to move on unless you've got any questions. Well, I think the next one's going to raise more, you know, universal questions. Yes, because it's a Bugs and Hitler number. Ah, oh, Hitler's back. <laughs> I mean, he's not. And let's not get worried. He's not actually back. It is seemingly cleverly called Hair Meets Hair. Yeah, but Bugs is a rabbit. Yeah, so that's. It blows that out of the water straight away. Yeah, exactly. They're they're doing it again. They're doing. We it thought again. they'd got over this. Although we were informed yesterday. Yeah, we were, actually. Although I haven't looked this up. But, you know, various people, our our resident marine biologist included, said that uh, a tortoise is a turtle, turtle, but a turtle isn't necessarily a tortoise. Yes. Like, one encompasses the other. Now, I'm still sceptical about that. In my mind, a turtle had to have, like, like... Flaps. Flip, flippers or whatever you yeah. call them. Like fins. Yeah. Um, and a tortoise had feet. feet. Yeah. But apparently that is not the case, but I'm still regarding it with suspicion. And when it comes to rabbits and hares, I'm not having it. They're oh, yeah they, yeah. they are different things. Genuinely different things. But let's see uh, <clears throat> what happens when this rabbit meets, meets Adolf. Yeah. In Hair Meets Hair from January 13th, 1945. It's going to be fun. That raised more questions. I've got more questions about that one. There's a thing that happened. There's a selection of things that (laughs) happened. Not me. Do you want to? Do you want to take a run at it? Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a crack. So it it, it opens up on uh, bugs traveling underground. So it, you know you see the little rumble of soil, and then it goes past a sign for the Black Forest. The rumble under the ground turns around, and evidently bugs can see through soil because he could read this sign whilst under the soil. Because he turned around yeah. and went and looked at it. Pops up and goes, Black Forest? Have I taken a wrong turn? And gets out his map of, and it's, you know, the United States. And he's got a line drawn on it where that was obviously his plan. He's got a planned route. Yeah, he's trying to get to Vegas. So he doesn't realise that he's all of a sudden in Germany. And yeah. that's that seems to me like he's just starting to discover his like soil travelling powers. His TARDIS powers. Yeah. So he's all of a sudden been travelling along in America and has kind of unknowingly jumped to Germany with that power. Yeah, I mean what's so that's a interesting young bugs. about this episode is I think it's the first one where like actually on screen we think we've seen bug like various eras of bugs cross paths. Yeah. Because there are signs under the soil. Yes. Who's put them there? Exactly. It's, it's got to be a future bugs. Yeah. So, like, he basically pops out and then he meets a, you know, a German bloke uh, with a double barrel blunderbuss. Yeah. Um, and starts going, oh, by the way, where's Vegas? How do I get to Vegas? And the guy's like, Vegas? Vegas? Oh, there's, you know, there's, you know, there is no Vegas in Germany. 
Um, and then, at which point he immediately starts shooting. Yeah, oh, immediately starts shooting. He's <laughs> like, like, right, you're dead. Um, <laughs> but he uses the blunderbuss because Bugs jumps back down his hole and he uses blunderbuss as a plunger. Which goes... Dual on, use. Yeah, uh, but that's that's why everyone, yeah. you know, goes... That's why everyone has a blunderbuss. Yeah, because it's the best weapon because if you're just, hunting rabbits. Well, it's the most versatile plunger you can buy. Yes, yeah, because it's also a gun. Um <laughs> So Bugs is starting to develop like these, like, like his soil powers, because he then brings a lift out of the ground. He raises out the ground yeah. on a, on some sort of cargo lift, which yeah. I'm sure probably isn't in the Black Forest. So he's sort of got that down. Yeah, but like this is still early Bugs. It's very because if he's just discovering the power, because he he was very surprised to be in Germany. But basically, he gets into a pickle. Yeah. And disguises himself using some black paint and clever use of his ears. Yes. Uh, as Hitler. To confuse the guy. Yep. Um, and it works. Like, he believes Bugs is Hitler. Yes. Um, but he uses mirrors on the trees. There's, but then he turns around and sees himself in a mirror on a tree. Yeah. And there's mirrors on several trees. He sees himself in a mirror on a tree, and he Heil Hitler's himself, yep. because he kisses Bugs and gets the little moustache. Obviously. So, like, the question is, why are those mirrors there? And we, I, we think it's pretty quickly answered because yeah. when Bugs, like when the guy sort of realizes what's happening, another Bugs sort of yeah. shows up on a, a horse, much later Bugs, like with like a little horned helmet and like blonde pigtails. Yeah, and the German guy immediately gets his own horned helmet and like a fur. Yeah, yeah. and they start doing ballet about the place. So I think Bugs got into a pickle in 1945 German territory. Yeah. And then went back, like he managed to survive it, but maybe got captured and was out of action for a long while or something like that. Yeah. So later on in Bugs' life, where he's a bit more comfortable with his powers, after Elmer gave him that hypnosis power, he's come back to rescue himself, to prevent himself from being being captured. captured. Yeah. And, you know, potentially tortured. Maybe. Because... Maybe that's when Bugs takes that dark turn. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, it would would do that. Because he seemed less villainous in this one. He he was was much more carefree and, you know, happy-go-lucky the way Bugs normally is. Yeah, he didn't deal with the Germans the way he dealt with the Japanese. No, he didn't offer them chalk ice grenades. Yeah, so that's a step up. Yeah, that that is a start. But it was really interesting to see... Like that, that quick switch around of oh, this is early bugs. And it's like oh, hold on, this is definitely late bugs. Yeah, but so it, like, it, yeah, like it, 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 there's it, definitely a switch there. Yeah, like, like it had to have happened, and I think it happened once the guy had realised that you know bugs wasn't Hitler. Yeah, like I think I think the other bugs, I think he scarpered at that point, and the other bugs came in and took over. I think that was the switch point. It must have been. But as to where the young bugs from the start went, I don't know. Yeah. Like, do you think new? Do you think the old bugs came up and went, "Look, I got this." I think, yeah, I think the older, more experienced bugs came in with a plan. Yeah, because he thought, well, not only can I rescue myself from years of, you know, torture. Yeah, but I can also carry on into some sort of mission from this situation. Yeah, and he because does. he gets. Like, seemingly quite deliberately captured. Yes, he dives straight into that bag. Yeah. And then they take him to Hitler. And then he comes out in a disguise... A a Russian hat and a big moustache and a pipe. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we don't know where he's going from there, but he's clearly got a plan. Yeah, because, well, the the, the portal at that point closed. 
Like it because it it the it ended abruptly. Yeah, and it felt like the portal closed. Not that the scene was done. Yeah, there was definitely more to this. Yeah. Bug, Bugs was definitely behind enemy lines and on a mission. Yeah, he was like he was he was out to do something yeah. very specific, but we don't know what because he got through a lot of disguises in this episode. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, it, was it, just, was, it was it was it was just quick, churning through quick, them. seamless changes. Though it was great. Yeah, but yeah, we don't know what he's up to. But it was interesting to see old Bugs come back and amend his previous timeline. Yeah, because that means. Like you said, he can Bill and Ted it. He can duplicate himself. That, yeah. That's pretty much confirmed. Yeah, like, like 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 he can just go. Oh well, you know, if this doesn't work, by fixing what I'll do in the future is I'll do this and come back, and then it happens. Because by fixing it, he didn't disappear back to the future style. No, although in Back to the Future, it happens quite slowly. Like yeah, you start yeah. it's a slow fading fade away. away. Yeah, so maybe he does fade away, but he gets his mission done, and that's his escape strategy. He gets shit done and then disappears forever. <sighs> Just like I mean, that, that, that's it's the slower version of Batmaning it in the middle of a conversation. I think. Yeah, but like <laughs> I know it's interesting because like, I'd be interested interested to see if we wind up with duplicate bugs again. Yeah. Or if, uh, yeah, basically he he can survive there long enough because he wouldn't have to come back and rescue himself if he'd rescued himself if he'd come back yeah. and rescued himself. So. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's it. Because like 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 like. Because we've got time travel involved, like it's a very tricky situation. Like you know, we we need to you know, it, are we going to end up with grandfather paradoxes and stuff like that? Only one way to find out. Yeah, carry Watch on watching cartoons for two more years. <laughs> All right, let's do that then. All right, <laughs> let's see what we got. So next up, it's uh, Daffy Duck. Yep. Uh, it's January 27th, 1945. It's called Drafty Daffy. Oh, there you go. Has he been drafted or is he just windy? Well, I mean. The way it's spelt, because it's a double E, yep. uh, suggests he's been drafted, but mm. he was already some sort of special agent. So, but then maybe not for the military; he was for the agency. Yeah, he so, was. So maybe, so maybe, he gets maybe he it, still maybe has to go and do his military service. Military service. Well, I'm uh, sure we'll find out. Let's find out in uh, Draft E Daffy from January twenty seventh, Well, a lot went on there. Oh God, he is mad, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm surprised they wanted to draft him at all. Yeah, it does. It does seem odd, but he was adamant it wasn't going to happen. I think it's because he's so committed to his job with the agency that See, he's like, no, I, like, I can't. And I'm guessing the draft board don't know that he's in deep with the agency. Well, I was wondering if he's still in deep with the agency, or if like he, like he's he's done his time, or maybe they realised he was just too. That he's a mental. fucking liability. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, he is a liability. Well, yeah. He's fucking mental. Well, I mean, I don't really know. So, basically, the whole episode revolves around Daffy's at home. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a call uh, saying there's a letter for him from the president. And he gets a visit from the guy from the draft board. And he does all he can to avoid the guy from the draft board. He does. Who's seemingly um, invincible. Immortal, teleporting, you know, as tall as he likes. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of powers. Yes. And he doesn't wear glasses. The things on his face were part, That's of, part his of his face. face. They definitely they, they definitely moved, moved around. Yeah, part of his face. But there was the whole scene right at the start where he like they get some. There's some good news in the paper that the uh, that the Americans are winning um, the war, and he starts marching around the house, singing songs, doing a parade essentially for himself. 
yeah, which was great. I was because I was wondering if it like at the start whether it was going to be another sort of through the portal propaganda flick. Yeah, but this seemed like it. This was, was Daffy in his house because you wouldn't let basically the the draft board be pictured as that level of villain in your propaganda no. flick. Like Daff, Daffy's definitely doing that song and dance with the American flag. Yeah entirely for his own benefit oh yeah and he seems to be really enjoying it and i mean he has a fish and a mirror which becomes a window in his house his house is as mad as he is yeah it's vast and confusing yeah so like he he gets the call from the draft board and then he's like oh god no like why me why me why not you pointed as fish and like, or why not you? And points at the, his reflection in the mirror. So he still identifies his reflections as separate entities. Yeah, but like with Daffy, we know they kind of are. Yeah. He can consult with them. They can go off and cause other mischief. Like, you know, they are separate entities. Yeah. That's one of his many powers. Along with... Yeah, uh, lightning travel. Yeah, he's got the lightning travel from when he met that sort of... Femme fatale. Femme fatale Nazi spy. Yeah. Um, he's got that power now. And he's kept it as well, because we, we were like, oh, is it like Rogue where like he gets the power for a small amount of time, or does he have to kill to keep the power? But no, this but seems like seems something to he can just it. do now. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting watching the, the pantheon of Daffy powers grow. Yeah, he's going to become very powerful. Very powerful indeed. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I think they all need to become pretty powerful, because we we all know where this is going in the end. Well, that is true. Um basketball's hard ba- basketball is hard <laughs> um yeah it was a strange episode uh now see right, like right at the end we like we had a slight difference of opinion of what happens at the end well i thought he was i, I thought he was in a hellscape so basically in the end uh he escapes on a rocket he thinks he's blown up the guy from the draft board yeah and the guy from the draft board says as is his catchphrase it would seem yeah. well i wouldn't say that yeah uh, and he legs it and he, he jumps on a firework and launches himself away. Uh, and when it crashes into the ground, it goes real deep and he's in like a hellscape. Yes. And there's a little devil there. Now the devil takes off a mask, turns out to be the guy from the draft board. Yeah. But it's still like a fiery hellscape. It is, but the thing is that like, other than the fact that it is underground and there is fires about... There's nothing really to make you think that it's hell. Other than the fact that there was a devil there, but that was a guy in a costume. Yeah, okay. So, I, like, I'm thinking... I mean, I'm not ready, I'm not ready to put hell place. in yet. I'm no, not... I, I, like, I was like, oh, do we have to bring hell into this? Because that's, that's a next level. I mean, I'm sure at some point we are going to come across this. Um, but right now, I'm happy to say that that was just an underground fiery place. And the draft board man can teleport wherever the hell he wants. Yeah, because when Daffy ran upstairs, like he was still just at the window. Yeah, but I'm thinking he's I'm, also got he's also all seeing because when Daffy has the blinds closed, yeah. and for some reason I, I can't <laughs> see what his plan was going to be, but he disguised himself as an old man in like a boater hat. He did. When he opens the window, the guy from the draft board is also dressed as an old man with a boater what, hat. What I'm thinking is. He like the draft board man had some pretty impressive powers, but I'm thinking they've been he's either got the job as the draft board man because of those powers, or he's been granted those powers to do his job. Because like those powers are perfect for somebody who's on the draft board, because you've got people trying to run away from them. All so the when time. you say being issued those powers, who who do you, what what body's doing this? 
it's hard to say, really. I don't know. Like, I mean, is it... Because he's not an agency. The draft board man wasn't an agency. It was a governmental thing. Um, so it's possible that he's been... I, I don't know. Like, Yeah, because the agency's its own thing. The yeah. agency's its own entity. Exactly. It's not... It's not drafting people for for war no because like, like we i mean we were talked about this when we were um doing like the christmas special we're talking about like if you have a certain job you get granted uh permission to use certain tomb powers which are unacceptable in normal day-to-day life so it's possible that he has those powers and as standard is not supposed to be using them to be part of society but because of his job he is allowed to use those powers because yeah, I mean, he had some pretty impressive powers. So do you think, like, there are sort of ancient tunes with, like, superpowers? Yeah. Like, more so than most others who are just lurking in the background, not using them because of respect for the law? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's a lot like in X-Men where you've just got people like Magneto, where they've just got, like, next-level powers. You know, they're just real top, top-level Um and if you're wanting to be part of society, as we've discussed before, there's a, like a, just a taboo about using those powers within society. But I think for certain jobs, it's like, no, like, that works. And we see Bugs you using think like, it, but it's Bugs like Jean like Grey before she goes full Jean Grey. Yeah. Like, because, you know, she's, she's scared of the powers. Yeah, so, so they suppress them or, you know, yeah. or, just, or just choose not to use them. So, you, so we've got to be worried about this guy from the draft board in... Well, I mean, I don't, in various I, guises. Really. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know if we need to necessarily be worried about him because he seems to just be really adamant about delivering that letter. Oh, I mean, other letters as well to other people, I'd imagine. Which he has yet to do, so... Yeah, but but his powers don't... like They help him to deliver the letter. Yeah, my point like, is, is Daffy going to continue to be relentlessly pursued by the man from the draft board? Well, I mean, like, we're in 1945, so we're actually not far from the end of the war anyway, so it's possible that yeah, when the war to, ends... What, September? Yeah, like when the war ends, the guy's going to stop trying to deliver that letter, but what's his job after that? He just Was goes it? back into a slumber. Yeah. Like, they just awake the guy from the draft board. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like, like, he doesn't necessarily have to be some sort of like ancient tune. Like, he could just be, he could just be a normal tune, but with that happens to have, like, you know, super special powers. Yeah, and I guess it's, it's still quite a specific range of powers. Yeah. Like, like nearly anyone else who's, certainly anyone who's a prominent character, anyone the portal would open on. Yeah, it seems to have that type of, you know. Yeah, they've got a thing. Yeah. And, you know, that just happens to be his and he's allowed to use them. Because, like, we see Bugs using, like, you know, top-level powers, but he's not part of, he's not bound by society. He chooses not to be, so it doesn't, it, he doesn't care about using them. Yeah. And Daffy, I think when you can travel through time, when you can travel through time, yeah, like, I, I do think suddenly quite a lot of laws, just they're not really going to apply to you. Well, no, because which laws do you pick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, speaking of bugs, shall we see uh, how his and Elmer's story is unfolding? Because that was yeah. definitely causing some issues. Last yeah, it week. really was. It doesn't like oh god, the the he's still a hair. Yeah, it's called, it's, this one's called the unruly hair. Yeah, the unruly so... hair. It's a bugs and Elmer number from February tenth, nineteen forty-five. But before that, I think we should just take a brief trip to the Porky Piggy Bank. Okay, let's keep it snappy. Okay. We make the Space Jam Continuum for free. Every time. Relentlessly, yeah. without anyone asking. No, no one's asked us to do this. No. 
Sorry. Uh, but uh, it's good to know you guys listen to the show. Yep. Thanks for staying with us. Yep. Uh, but there are a few things you could do to help us out. You can get on iTunes. You can give us a review. Yeah, that always helps. You can you can just rate us on whatever podcast thing y- you use. Yeah. You could just tell some people about us. Yeah, wear t-shirts. You can get involved in the discussion. You can. get get Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. We're at TSJ Community. We are. Uh, on Twitter. And you just find the Space Jam Continuum on Facebook. And c- come and have a chat. Get yeah. involved. Uh, there, there, like, like there was another way. For, if you are, um, you know, got a bit of spare cash kicking about if you go over to kaiju fm and you click support us it'll take you to our patreon page where you can donate as little as a dollar a month um and well, even 25 cents an episode if yeah, you just listen if, to even us if you just listen to, and there's plenty of other things on yeah, kaiju as well there's, there's some other bits going there on there is so you know you can get a lot for very little yeah so uh please consider doing that uh otherwise we've got a live show coming up we have. on the 13th of june it's in reading a place called the pavilion the big old cinema it's three quid it's going to be our birthday episode. We're going to screen Who Framed Roger Rabbit because we'll be deep into 1947 yeah, by that point. Um, and uh, record the episode live uh, straight afterwards and you yeah. can you can be Watch involved it. and be on the episode. So yeah. Uh, yeah, come down to that. You can get tickets for that at uh, kaiju.fm slash live. Uh, or if you're in the Reading area, pop into the Nags Head pub. We'll be selling them directly to you. Yeah, straight across the bar. Straight um, across the bar. And you can buy beer while you're there. Yeah, there's, there's beer there. It's great. It's, it's awesome. But yeah, uh, other than that, thank you for listening. Uh, Let's watch some cartoons. Let's do that. I believe that role-playing games are art. Specifically, role-playing games are theatre. Which means theatre artists are natural role-players. What sort of hat am I wearing? Uh, is it is it like a tricorn hat? Yeah, he has sure. got into full theatre mode now. <laughs> right, this okay. is amazing. So they want to be entertained. I'm going to give them a shot <laughs> with my iron and my tricorn hat. Life's a game. The world's our stage, and we're merely role players. Merely role players. A podcast where dramatic people play role playing games. Hosted by me, M. J. Starling in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Find us at merelyroleplayers.podbean.com or search your usual podcast app for Merely Roleplayers. Okay then, unruly hair. Bugs and Elmer, February 10th, 1945. Let's let's not fuck about. Let's Let's get on with the show. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to put this right out there. I think he's on another experience. Who, Elmer? Yeah. Yes, no, that that, that was my thought as well, because he was a surveyor. Well, he's a surveyor, and we know he's he's not not a smart bloke. Yeah. He's slendered down quite a lot, he has, so he's he trimmed must have right been down. on this experience for a while because it's working on the railroad. Yeah. But the thing that put me in mind of it, how it must be an experience was at the start, they're singing, I've been working on the railroad. And I've never really thought about the lyrics to that song before. No. But it goes, I've been working on the railroad all the live long day. Yeah. I've been working on the railroad just to pass the time away. Yeah, that does seem odd. So these it's... are not professionals. These are people... Who do it for fun. Who do it for a shit and a giggle. Yeah. Like, they, they don't need to worry about the money side of it. It's not a job to them. It is... They just find entertaining. It's, it's a, a day hobby. out. It's yeah. A, it's a red letter day. Yeah. That's... 
Yeah, it's weird. I hadn't really thought about the lyrics that time before either. Yeah. Strange. Well, there you go. Maybe everyone was just doing it for a hobby. Yeah. Like, 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 is there any professional railroad layers? Right in. Right in. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody professionally work? Uh, well, I mean, we know it, we know in our they universe there is. We know in our world that there yeah, is. Yeah, but people. the lyrics to the song in our universe are that as well. No, that is true. So maybe, maybe uh, we'd need people from the past to write yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone from if the, past from the past can past. write in and tell us <laughs> if you genuinely did it for pay or whether or not it was for fun, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> okay. So now that's covered. Yeah. Elmer is doing an experience working on the railroad <laughs> as a surveyor. Yes. He runs into bugs. Of course. And, you know, gets into his standard Elmer mode. Now, one thing that I found interesting was he didn't say this time, I'll get that wabbit. Yeah. He said... I hate little grey rabbits. Yeah, so he, he, he's, uh, like, it's he's not, developed a hatred for all of them now. I think it probably started with bugs. I think it started then, with bugs, but I think, and I think for a long while, it was his nemesis was bugs. Yes. But in this episode, we're definitely dealing with a later bugs. Oh, yeah. But I think at some point, he must have seen multiple bugs, and, like, just, and I, at least identified them as separate creatures. Which is odd, considering he doesn't seem to be able to tell the difference between that and his surveyor's <laughs> telescope. Yeah, no clue. I, I think it's called a telescope. I don't know. I don't know. If any surveyors are the <laughs> and you're a surveyor, and you know what the, the telescope thing is called, please write in and let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, it, it's, it's an odd episode, but it is definitely future bugs. It's definitely because he does not give a shit. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's he knows like, he's fine. Yeah, he's like, you can shoot me, you can do whatever you want. Like, because yeah. normally, when Elmer's got a gun to his chest, he finds some way out of it. Yeah. In this... Chose not to. He just lets it happen. Yeah, he just lets himself get just shot. Gets shot. Yeah. Like, he bends guns. Like, he, he double-barreled shotgun. He managed to bend it with one hand, but bent the barrels in opposite directions. With one hand and one bend, he managed to bend it in opposite directions, which is remarkable. That is remarkable. I like, didn't notice that it was... I, I presumed it was both hands. No, no, no. Because he, 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 he's got one hand eating a carrot, and the other hand, he just reaches down, bends the gun to the left, and the left barrel goes to the left, and the right barrel bends around to the right. So, he's, I mean, a powerful, he's a powerful rabbit. Wow, it's amazing. His, his, um, his travelling ability is fantastic as well in this, like his ability to kind of appear from one place to another. Yeah, and in, in Elmer stark contrast to the other episode as well, the yeah. previous episode where he's like got his map and he's going, oh, what's going yeah, on? Where am I? In this, he's just everywhere. But Elmer did it as well. Elmer was on one side and then immediately was on another. But we've seen Elmer do that before as well. We we have, but it, but it, it's still always interesting to see it. it. Like Every time we see it, it's always like, oh, God, yeah, Elmer can do this. And he but seems this has to, to be, be further along more... in Elmer. Elmer's bit as well. Like uh, yeah. he's getting more used to this. He's he's. Oh yeah, he didn't seem phased by the get, fact it he's was. He's getting he's getting to realise that he's got abilities as well. Yeah, which is good. So it's nice to see his uh, powers evolving, or at least his understanding of the powers evolving. But it didn't tell us much about their relationship. Well, I mean, we we know that Future Bugs still doesn't have a great relationship with Elmer. I mean, he didn't try and kill him though. No, but Future Bugs has could definitely convinced Elmer at some point that they've got a. Like a history together prior yes. to the hunting, like yeah. when they were kids. Yeah. So, and I presume that's still. Although that was in the that was in the future in in a vision of some kind. Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, I think that was very confusing. It was a very confusing episode. Very confusing state of affairs. Yeah. 
But I mean, I didn't. I didn't end up with too many questions from this one. Like it was, it was, it was interesting. Pretty standard. There was a couple of interesting things, uh, yeah. but for the most part, they were interesting in isolation. Yeah, I, the, the the episode was hilarious, though. Yeah, it was a I strong really, episode. I really enjoyed it. I had a good giggle. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was good. Mainly bugs being a telescope. I don't know why that was. <laughs> so, I don't know why that was so, be- so much better than bugs being any other thing. It's because it Elmer was. got like just walked up to it and got his face right into Bugs's face, and it's like. How have you not noticed there's a rabbit on top of your telescope? Because at the end of the day, he's an egg. Well, I know, but... Eggs don't know a lot of stuff. No, that is true. Yeah. I can't name a single thing an egg knows. No? No. But, I mean, you know, he's he's hatched now. Yeah. He's whatever was in the egg. Like, Elmer's the only one that, like, a lot of these things can be explained away by just, he was never meant to be. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, like, like, he like, was never yeah. meant to be. No, he's he is an abomination. Yeah, he's a hideous. Nature. He's a hideous mutant. He is, and he's yet to be joined by other hideous mutants. Like it's yet to really, he's yet to really be equaled. Yeah, I mean, he's well, still just the egghead that made it. Yeah, I mean, at first, like when we saw the man from the draft board, I was like, I yeah, was like, oh, is the he the man from the draft egghead? board? Possibly, but then he's he's gotten powerful quick. Yeah, I mean the thing, like I mean maybe El- maybe Elmer wasn't the first egghead who made it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> maybe a long time ago there was the man from the draft board. Yeah. Maybe in the twenties. Well, like no, earlier. Like maybe like nineteen maybe at like nineteen fourteen. Yeah. Like it was when like the, draft the man from the draft first. board and then they just put him into cryo or something. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Sure, well, what's the last one? I don't yeah. think I don't think we're gonna make it to our second new character of the week, which means there will be two new characters next week. That'd be good. But I think we're gonna have to end on this next one. I think so. Uh next one's called Trap Happy Porky. And it's oh it's a it's a veritable cavalcade of cla- characters. We've got Claude Cat, yeah, we've got Hubie and Bertie, who I think were those mice. I think they were. Uh Hector, that's yep. our bulldog friend, and Porky the Pig. Of course. Well let's, let's go and see. Yeah, let's see. February twenty fourth, nineteen forty five. Right, well, we know now something that uh, Sylvester, to my recollection, never finds out, that Hector can be easily bought off with moonshine. Yeah, yeah, it would seem so. Um, And very quickly as well. Yeah. It was like, hey, do you want a pint? Yeah, go on then. Although I think he went in, saw all the moonshine, and uh, immediately knew he was not going to deal with those cats. Because when you listen to him, he sort of went in there and just went like, woof, woof, woof. woof, woof. Yeah. So he was just having a chat. Yeah. Just ha- just having a bit going, hey, got any, got any of that spare? Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, thanks. So the broad strokes of the episode are that uh, Hubie and Bertie are, you know, ruining Porky's... Uh, and doing day, a fantastic job. Doing their general mouse business of yeah. nicking all the food. Yeah. Uh, so Porky gets Claude in. Uh, Claude, presumably inventor of the game Mousetrap, yeah. creates a veritable Rube Goldberg machine of rat catchery. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, he's pretty spot Very on. Very effective. Like, and considering that uh, he's met Hubie and Bertie before and was very easily fooled by Hubie and Bertie. And... Considering just how quickly they just bolt up the hole as soon as they see him, yeah, they, they they're like, oh, they God. they go, he's back, yeah, and, and he's he's had some training, he's had some training, he's he's because he's, he came in very confident, 
yeah. tail up. He was like, yep, yeah, I'm on straight this. Straight in. So he catches them and removes them with ease. And, and more Porky's- than just them. Like, like, like we see kind I, of like the montage and it happens several I, times. I think it only panned out to three. But really? I don't really know why it went to three. Yeah, because it was like... It played the machine the second time, like in quite quick succession, yeah. and then started overlapping it with the third one. But you only saw... But even, the, like, the, you only saw overall three mice get conked on the head with a yeah. with an olive. But that means that there's... that was the end game, by the way. Like the the yeah. uh, the machine involved a toaster, an iron, uh, n- a knife, yes, like, several uh, ladders, kettle, like lots of things that yeah. could hurt a mouse, a steam uh, but, a kettle. But the the end game was just to trigger a sequence of events that would drop an olive on them <laughs> for a funnel. Yeah, as well, that's the thing. Like the olive dropped and then was slowed down by the funnel. To then, yeah, because you visibly see the, the funnel head. struggle, which means that the olive, yeah, you know, gets yeah. it with some force, but then slows it right down. But they were carrying olives before. Like, it's got to be quite hard to knock s- someone out with something that they can easily carry, especially something you know, not soft solid, and squidgy like, like, an, like an olive. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 I like... carry a cushion, and I think you'd you'd find it hard to knock me out by hitting me on the head with a cushion. Yeah, but I can, I can also down. carry quite heavy things that would knock me out if dropped on me. Yeah, but from a great height, I'd imagine. Like, yeah, but I can move a, like a keg. Yeah. I can carry a keg, and I wouldn't want not, a keg... But, but not with ease. Not with the same ease they were carrying that olive. Yeah, but even one of those... Like, okay, so, so, little, this little stubby keg, little half-size keg. Okay. I could carry that around like they're carrying an olive. Yeah. But I wouldn't want that dropped on me even slightly slowly no, from that, the height. That, that is a good point. Mm. In but fact, I mean, it, I'm it, asking it, you now never to do that. I mean, I'd like to say I don't think we're ever going to be in that position. But, I mean, I've met us and we might be in that we, position We like experiments. Point. We do. And building giant mice traps. Yeah, but you have, you know, you've got certain uh, commitments regarding working at height. And I think mm, that yeah, probably they, covers not dropping a keg on someone. But not if I'm drunk. All <laughs> mm. oh, right, all uh, oh, right. <laughs> Safety loopholes. <laughs> it's all about the loopholes, man. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Claude uh, Porky's pretty happy with Claude's performance. Yep. So he goes, oh, I mean, no, I'll get be. some shut eye. Nailed it. But then he gets all his cat mates around and they have a, a drunken knees up sing song. They do, uh, and it's not even able to be stopped when Porky gets a dog. So Porky just has to join him. He does. That, that, that's that, that is how it works. It was nice to see. Um, Porky's travel ability, uh, so he 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 can leg it fast. I think he has to be really angry. Yeah, I but think, but it's odd. Like, do you think that's different to because this is Porky the fourth? Do you think Porky the third had a different travel ability? I don't know, but Porky the fourth and Porky the third shared one thing in common, uh, even back in the day, which was uh, their uh, lack of frugality. Yes. And I think Porky can achieve some quite incredible things as long as. It's in pursuit of spending money he shouldn't be spending. Hold on. Is this why our Porky piggy bank is always empty? We should get a different piggy bank. Fuck. I hadn't actually bank. thought of that at all. Because he was so fiscally irresponsible. He is fiscally irresponsible. He's a shit piggy bank. And, but we haven't seen much of his tune powers, but we have seen him speeding about, and it's normally to buy something. Uh, yeah. I, mean, where, I reckon where, where do you buy a dog for $20 that late at night? I don't know, but From he knows. Shop. I reckon he can home in on it. I don't think he has to know. No, I he think he just goes, just runs, and he just runs to, to the, the shop that he can buy the thing from. Yeah. So, so that's that's his travel power. He has to want something, and he has to be able to spend money on it, and he can go, and then he and just he will goes, just be there. It'll he'll turn up there. 
Yeah. He doesn't know where it is. He just goes. Because I there. think I'd be even more fiscally re- irresponsible than I actually am if that were my power. Now, imagine if Amazon Prime was like minutes. Yeah. Rather than like, I mean, at best you can get like same day delivery. I think on some stuff you can get one hour. You can get one hour on a If it's things, like groceries yeah. and stuff. But, you know. Like, but next day delivery is good. But that, that's Porky's power all the time. Yeah, he can Anything just... Anything he wants. Porky Prime. Porky Prime. <laughs> just goes and gets it. Porky Prime sounds like some sort of... Optimus Prime sort of... It sounds like, like it's a Transformer. sounds like some sort of powerful entity. And he's not. He's it's not. Just he's a his, pig. It's just his travel ability. Uh, one interesting thing I was thinking, though, was um, previously when we've seen cats, they've mostly been, like, either strays or pets... Yeah, and we presume they're not particularly operating within society, but this they are talking him, to uh, Porky, and he's there as if it's a job. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's sort of odd jobish. Like I think it's like I think Top Cat had it sort of down. Yeah. Like I think, you know, they're not they don't they don't necessarily abide by all the rules, but mm. but they are sentient and like they're yeah. just stylistically they don't go for it. They don't go in for the clothes. No. Because Sylvester never goes in for the clothes. No, he doesn't. But he spends a lot of time as a pet, though, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he might go in for the clothes when they solve mysteries, but that, that's yeah. much later. Um, I mean, what is interesting with this one is uh, Herbie and Bertie. Hubie, they, I think. Hubie, Hubie. and Bertie. Um, they're not renting from Porky. No, they're just Either there. that or they've broken their tenancy agreement and... Do you think he's trying to evict noise. them? Yeah, well, I think, I think that's actually what it was. He's tried evicting them... It hasn't... Like, they've just went, nope, they're squatting They've changed now. the locks. Yeah. Quite visibly. Yeah. They put loads of new ones on. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think originally um, they were subletting his skirting and he's tried to get them evicted. It hasn't worked and they've just squatted and he's had to get the bailiffs round. <laughs> and that's... I don't know. I think he's taken it into his own hands, though. He hasn't got the bailiffs round, no. has he? He's, he's got Claude round. He's got Claude round. Yeah. But Claude's, might, well, Claude's a chancer. We've Claude, seen that. Claude got Claude round. Yeah, Claude just turned up with a sign saying, does this, this is, answer your yeah. question? I can't remember what the question was. How do I get rid of those mice, I imagine? Yeah. And like, in our previous experience of Claude, we looked at that sign and went, no, Claude. No. You, no, you, it doesn't. No, you're Because you're useless. But, but he's, he's not, upped he's, his game. Well, we I underestimated think, I think him. he's obviously invested a bit of money into his training and stuff like that. He's obviously just been in a couple of courses. Yeah. Carpentry courses, maybe. It's got a, a B Tech. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think other than that, I'm, I ain't got much more to say about that episode. Yeah, it but was, I'm going to be. It I'm interesting. Gonna be, it's got, I've got another tune that I'm looking out for an alcohol problem in. Yeah. And that's Hector. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Claude, he's so easily bought out with like a bit of money, not, sorry, a bit of, uh, a bit a of bit drink. Of booze. All right. Yeah, it's like, so that's something to look out for. But ultimately, again, not very many questions answered. Uh, a, a reasonably low answer episode overall. Yeah. It's Entertaining. Been, yeah, it's but, it, like, like all of the, all the cartoons we watched have been fun. I've enjoyed all of them. I but, haven't had to shake my head in shame. That's Yeah, that's always a nice thing to get yeah. through five of them without going, oh, oh what have you done? So that's, that's, a, that's a step up. But it's a bit of a shame that we didn't answer many questions. I'm hoping that changes next week. Yeah. We've got some more new characters. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we, we do. We got a bit of an insight into Pepe Le Pew. That was good. Um, and so we'll hopefully see that develop. But next week, we've got two new characters for you. So there we uh, have. Look forward to seeing you then. Get involved. Uh, other than that, yep, come to the live show. Yeah, Check do. that out, kaiju.fm slash live. Go and buy some tickets. 
Come and see us. It'll be fun. And it's only £3. £3. £3. You can't go to the cinema for £3 these days. Yeah. But you can now. You can now. To our little we are bit. We are facilitators. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You you are welcome. <laughs> uh, but other than that, see you next week, I guess. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye.